0: I'm Wes McBee, and today we are sponsored by Monarch Social. Are you looking to take Are you looking to take the next step and get your own website? Look no further than Monarch Social. Affordable, cutting edge, and designed with user experience in mind. Monarch Social will not only get your website started for you, they can also host it and get you set up with a starter SEO package. Head over to MonarchSocialBrand.com for more information. Also, Dark Prime Collectibles. I want to reiterate from last week. May 28th is the soft launch date for the return of in-store play for Magic the Gathering and other associated games. Um, this is super exciting, and I promise you, the community of Dark Prime Collectibles is one of the best. Welcoming, friendly, and fun. They'll teach you how to play the games if you want to learn, or they can reintroduce you to the new meta. It's a lot of its a lot of fun up there. I love going. I personally go every week. Um, if you're looking for a new place to play, when in-store opens, back up or you want to head or you want to look at their product list head over to darkprimecollectibles.com or check out their location at 354 State Street, Clearfield, Utah 84015. Last but not least, happiest. It is the number one place to go for premium CBD that won't break the bank. It is locally owned and sourced here in Utah and it is safe for work, meaning no THC. They have something for everyone and I personally use the number 2 broad spectrum. I have it right here. Um, it's a daily use for me. Like I've said before, I love it. it. Gives me a little bit more perk up. Just gives me what I want. Um, you can head over to happiestmed.com. And that is H E P I U S M E D.com. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring. <sighs> Keaton, welcome, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I'm super excited to get into everything that is going on in your world because you are. At least in my eyes, I think that you are the in the process of becoming the next big thing here in Utah.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that.
0: I mean, you're just... So, to give the backstory. story, you are the owner of, um, just pronounce your name one more time for me.
1: It's uh, Scadden.
0: Scadden Scadden Insurance Agency. And then you are the CEO of TNT Social Media. Yep. Okay. So, I want to get into insurance as a whole. Because okay. I want you to kind of explain to me what you do in insurance. Like if I was a customer who just walked in your door and be like,
1: hey, I know nothing. Sure. So yeah, so most people don't know what like what they have a lot of the time. They just know that if they own a car, if they own a house, if they own a business, that they just have to have it and it's another bill, right? Right. So my, my job as an insurance agent, there's a lot of, uh, no offense, but there's a lot of insurance agents out there that are solely focus on price, and that's not how I see myself. I don't even see myself as an insurance agent, I see myself as a, as a risk advisor. Uh, specifically, when you're talking about um, commercial, biz, uh, commercial uh, commercially ran businesses, or just businesses in general, because a lot of these um, commercially, commercial businesses, uh, that, like the small, medium, enterprise type companies, uh, they can't afford to have a huge loss, so they can't afford to be sued, they can go under, whereas like these large enterprise companies, they see the value of insurance, they buy the insurance, but they also have enough money in the bank to sustain a loss, so that's kind of where I come into the equation, where I come in, I'm not even your insurance agent, I'm your risk advisor, so let's, let's just sit down, let's have a conversation about what particular risks your, your company may face. So maybe you're in a healthcare sector and you have to worry about HIPAA, um, I have free cyber cyber liability risk assessments, and companies that actually provide you with the tools, along with the policy, and even tell you if you're ever breached from a cybersecurity incident. Hey, by the way, you've been breached. We've already filed a claim on your behalf. What other insurance company do you know that actually wants to pay out on their claim? But I have companies that do that, and I provide it like a full 20-plus page report that scans your entire organization and tells you what what your your internal employees are doing. Um, sometimes you got to be careful because sometimes, you know, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. There's, <laughs> there's some interesting stuff you can find, but for example, there was a client I consulted. Uh, back in the day, I used to do IT consulting, so that's why I've kind of gravitated towards my um, like cyber liability insurance. And one of my past clients I reached out to, my scanned his network with my, he gave me permission to run my tool with this cyber risk company. They, that's all they do is cyber liability insurance. And I scanned his network, and I said, "Oh, by the way, your enterprise level firewall—it's vulnerable right now. A hacker, uh, there's a known vulnerability, and your your firewall is not patched. And a hacker could come in here, create an account again in your organization." He took a meeting so fast; it was it was hilarious. So, <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at what's
0: going on in the news right now, we know how important
1: cybersecurity is. It, it just seems like over the last couple of weeks, I've just been hearing about all these retail stores that have been getting hacked. My parents went into a retail store, um, and. They're like, our systems have been down for a week, and my mom's friend works there. And went up to her and she was like, Hey, you didn't hear this from me, because they were like, Oh, we'll just come back and purchase our stuff later. You didn't hear this from me, but our stuff's been down for a week. We're hacked. We we have a ransom. Uh, we've been ran- we've been hit with some ransomware. So yeah. it's 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 growing very rampant. Another thing I also like to do is I uh, I can take a look at your your workers' comp insurance and a lot of people don't know this, but um, there are certain industries and certain, certain certain industries as well as certain employee-sized organizations that are required to file what's called their, their OSHA, Occupational Safe, Safety uh, Health Administration. So uh, March 2nd of every year is like tax season for OSHA. There's specific <laughs> companies where if you don't file, you'll get audited by OSHA. An OSHA officer will come in, audit your business, and yeah you can face some hefty fines so um i help mitigate that with i help mitigate with that i help come in i have software that allows you to track place track workplace incidents and file your your osha filings electronically with a click of a button oh, be nice. so it's very slick very easy to use um and very detailed reporting to to provide to an osha inspector if they do come into your business and probably the most the coolest piece about this tool is the fact that Um, A lot of people don't know this, but in in insurance, when you have workers' comp, when it comes to workers' comp, you have what's called a mod score. So that's a score that a bunch of factors make up that the insurance companies calculate to give you a cost for your insurance, but a lot of people don't know that you actually have influence over 60% of that score, and that's what the tool helps you do. It lets you get insight into what's causing your workers' comp to be so high so that you can be proactive with the problem and also uh, a lot of agents aren't doing that as well. So when I come into these these companies, it's like, well, why isn't your current agent doing this for you? What else aren't they doing for you? Right. Is, is kind of the where the discussion ends up going. Um, so that's on the commercial side of the house. When it comes to like uh, auto insurance and car insurance, the conversation is a little bit different but still kind of the same, like most people don't know what they have right. until something happens right so a lot of people are like insurance is a scam i'm like no it's not a scam if it's set up properly or you understand what you have insurance can work for you and not against you if it's set up properly but it's a lot of the time we just think oh cheap 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 cheaper isn't always better you yeah. know but it's just been all these big brand name companies i won't mention names but we <laughs> you know uh geico uh but uh that has been bashed into our heads that you know we it's just become like so commodity yeah it's all just about it's become up about price and that's not always the best price it, it, it it's an important piece but you can't have price and everything yeah. um, you sacrifice something you definitely pay for what you get you definitely pay for what you get but probably the biggest differentiator with me is that what I actually do with your policies is I actually come in we'll do a review of your policies I'll go down line item by line item with your auto and your home insurance and explain what the coverages are and then explain with particular scenarios that I've experienced uh, throughout my career across multiple states because I used to work for um, a big brokerage that's I used to write insurance across 32 different states. So I've been able to see and hear all these types of scenarios because I I like to sell by stories because people get that visual perspective in their mind. They don't understand it until it actually happens to them. So yeah, I go down line item by line item and just kind of explain the coverages because I feel like a lot of agents don't use that. I like to use more of a consultative approach, like, for example, with car insurance. Like, so everybody in every state has to carry liability in the liability portion of a policy, okay? So there's two different coverages in Utah, called, one called uninsured and one called underinsured. So those are optional coverages. You don't have to purchase those. So, but let me paint a bigger story for you. So everybody has to carry liability coverage, right? So that protects other people from you. So uninsured and underinsured protects you from other people. So why would you pay money to protect other people from you, but not protect yourself from other people? Right. So you'd be surprised how many people get, try to get out of that. And it's just crazy. And there's diff- different perspectives with home insurance, but we won't go into the details cause <laughs> you know, insurance is boring. Let's, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just say it. insurance is boring, but I try to make it as fun as possible. And I like to help you understand what you have because nothing's worse than paying for insurance and then having a claim and then being like well I wasn't told that or if I had known that was an extra 50 bucks or 100 bucks a year I would have done it because yeah. your insurance at the end of the day is peace of mind that's what you're paying for with insurance because it's 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 nothing it's just if x if xyz happens we pay you're you're paying for something that's intangible you can't touch it so you're paying for peace of mind when it comes to insurance and I don't I think a lot of people don't realize that so
0: and I think that's what puts you above the rest is the fact that you're able to educate people and not make it over the top, make it over the head. Because you just explained, you just took 10 minutes and explained a whole bunch of information that people probably had no idea. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. And I feel like in a lot of industries, insurance, social media, marketing, everything like that, it comes down to how well can you educate people? Mm-hmm. If you can educate people well, they're going to sign up with you they're going to work with you they're going to get they see the benefit mm-hmm. but when you're just pushing numbers like you know uh, Geico, uh, you know you're just
1: getting a piece of paper that's going to cover you for bare minimum because it's cheap exactly yeah you get you get what you pay for and i just always try to live up to my patented slogan that's in 50 states for anything insurance related and that is just remember that keaton can't be beaten and i always have to explain that as well like that doesn't mean I'm the cheapest price. I can get you, I'm a broker, so I usually can get you a good uh, in-between with everything because I have all the different companies I'm able to broker it out for you. So I can work for my clients and not for the insurance companies because a lot of agents can only sell one company, right. but I have multiple options. So I work for my client instead of the insurance company. Right, So, and I think that's super important because to get into like
0: the mindset of it, right, you want to work with someone who's working for you, not for the, not for the industry, not for the company because right. When they're working with you, they want you to be happy with the product because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they want you to stick with them forever. Yep. I mean, that's, that's called long-term mindset. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. working with someone who wants that vision with you,
1: stick with them. They mm-hmm. care about you. They, I do. I care about every single client, like their family. So yeah. I even go out and source services that, you know, for example, I have a friend that owns a business called Utah Accident Solutions. So not only do you get me assigned to your claim if you're ever in an accident, you get my my buddy as well who he's been a prior uh, prior insurance agent. He's he did he did medical handling of car accidents. He was a paralegal on a personal injury law law office. So it's hard to replicate his business, but yeah, you get him assigned your your case, and it's one hundred percent free from the victims, and they get that as just a value added working with me, so they can you know rest assured that um, I have different services as well as contacts in place if they ever do experience where they need to use their insurance because that's when the magic happens and that's when you realize what you truly have is when you go to use your insurance and it actually it works for you and not against you (laughs) because it's set up properly right so
0: we had a comment here from uh call sign monk who said i learned that when i got into an auto accident never enough coverage yeah i mean it's it's true i mean i i i Go through a local um, car insurance agency. That you know they they take care of me pretty decently. Um, the same thing. I got into a head-on collision that wasn't my fault. And uh, at the end of the day, I felt like I walked away kind of in a bad situation because all that ended up happening. Now I didn't sue. I didn't go after the person, even though I definitely could have. Mm-hmm. Um, all that ended up happening was I was out of my car. Like they covered my car, but you know, when you're twenty-something without you know
1: thirty grand in the bank or whatever it is, it's not mm-hmm. as easy just to go get a brand new car again. Well, and who who knows? Like, for example, if you were to be hurt in that, and there's life life lifelong um, health reasons. That's the purpose of this consultant that I work with. It's my friend that all my clients get for it's a free for all my clients. It's free for the victims. It's amazing. Um, he also helps you properly document everything that happens as well, which is very important because heaven forbid you, you get in that accident. Oh, I'm fine. I'm a little sore. I'm not going to go see the chiropractor. I, I would recommend everyone do that, especially in Utah, yeah. specifically because Utah is what's called a no fall state. It's one of the states that actually has that coverage. So you get $3,000 to go and get looked at. So yeah. I definitely recommend everyone to do that. But the, the purpose of that it, with him specifically documenting things is, like I said, heaven forbid you get in that accident, and then a couple weeks later, a month, two months later, you get another accident, and you didn't you didn't claim it then. They're, the insurance company is going to deny the claim because yep. they don't know where where the injury happened. Yep. But so he helps properly document that so that you you know, you can have rest assured that you're going to be covered.
0: I think having that alone is just so amazing because and that's my situation too. Like I I think a lot of people who get in the car accidents, first couple months I was like, no, I mean I. I went and got checked up and, like, they said there was just minor wear and tear because of a car accident, but uh, now to this day, like, shoulder pain from it and all that type of stuff, and if I would have had proper documentation, I can potentially get it fixed for
1: on their dime instead of my own dime now. Yep. It's all about having the proper documentation for sure, and that's the value you get from working with me. Um, Rolling into, like, homeowners insurance, there's different coverages that different companies do offer that not a lot of people know about. Um, If you own a home, you might have gotten something in the mail pretty recently or probably over the last few years they are like, did you know that the stuff under your house isn't covered because the utility companies are only responsible for the utility lines up to your property line? Hmm. So there's specific coverage for, it's called service line coverage, there's specific coverage that covers that. and it actually happened. We had a windstorm here like maybe six months ago. My grandma's neighbor, their, their utility box was actually on their property line. Um, and the utility company wasn't going to cover it because they're only responsible up to the property line. And it oh. got destroyed. Luckily, they had a good agent though. And they had coverage for it or else they would have been out of pocket. Nightmare. Right. So it's little things like that that um, are they're very important to um, have your agent ed- educate you on or at least make you aware of and then it's up to you to accept or reject that. I think homeowner's insurance, at least in my eyes, is one of the biggest ones that just kind of gets brushed like, oh yeah, we'll just, whatever's the cheapest. Sit and forget it, you know, yeah. like, whatever's the cheapest. Um, I don't wanna spend 50 bucks a year and I'm like, 50 bucks more a year, I'm gonna go for the $50 less a month. Well, this one actually had this coverage and you do realize when you buy insurance you're not even paying for it a lot of the time you're you send it to your mortgage company it gets paid from your escrow account yeah. so that's really a, it, it just gets added to your mortgage payment so that 50 bucks turns into $4.25 a month yeah, over is, the year it, I, I, it blows my mind how many people don't realize that it's you know it's just taking having an agent to sit down and explain yeah. like sure this policy is $200 more but that's $15 more a month you're paying for that peace of mind would you rather have something happen and be like oh man i'm sweating bullets because i don't know if i'm going to be covered or not would you rather pay that extra 15 bucks yeah i mean
0: would you rather pay 15 bucks or potentially get put in a situation where you truly are like you're you're out of luck yeah like because i mean that's the thing like we both live here in utah and we talked about the windstorms that like natural occurring i don't want to say disasters but natural occurring situations happen all the time like what happens if we get a windstorm and your fence blows down? What if the fence blows down and damages your neighbor's property?
1: What if that's not covered? Yeah. What if your uh, your your brother? I'm dealing with this claim with a good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, what if your your brother gets uh, gets uh, promotion at work? Not he's not used to the new swing shift hours, and he's doing a fi- uh, uh, a water change on the fish tank, um, and. It's a 200-gallon fish tank. He falls asleep, and it floods the entire upstairs, (laughs) floods down into the basement, floods into the garage. Yeah, what if that happens? (laughs) So there's tons of stories that I could tell you that are similar to that, where it's like I'm kind of glad because prior to this, this this particular client, they're both brothers, but he lives with him and rents the downstairs from him. Um, He was having trouble getting insurance because of his roof, but I I had just gotten him a policy. He was uninsured, but luckily he got that policy from me because (laughs) – now, guess what? That insurance company is going to cover that loss yep. of like probably thirty, forty thousand easy. Yeah. So, and then for most people who are working, you know, typical jobs,
0: what are you going to do if you have to cover yeah, most thirty, of what, forty? Damage? Yeah,
1: most most uh, average middle class Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. If you have forty thousand in the bank, yeah, you're going you to cover a loss.
0: I mean, what do you do? Take out a loan, put it against the mortgage? Like you're going to put yourself in yeah. a bad situation?
1: Versus paying an extra and it, 50 and it, bucks a month and, and it makes me laugh because i always get i always get probably once a month or maybe once a quarter at the very least someone i talked to someone about car insurance oh yeah i'm not gonna get i'm not you know i don't get in accidents i'm not gonna get in an accident i don't see the value in the insurance so i'm like yeah because you just wake up one day and say you know what i'm gonna get in an accident today yeah you know? exactly so
0: i uh, did uh door-to-door sales for security right and uh, i was down in texas and uh my, the funniest rebuttal I've always got is, like, "Well, I got guns in my house." And it's like, okay, so you're telling me if someone breaks in and they want, they're gonna, you're gonna get in a shooting match with someone who doesn't value your life. It's like versus signing up for like a sixty dollars a month security system where they're not gonna mess with your house. Like it's
1: just it's preventative, right? Yeah, like so. it's just.
0: Of course, we don't want anyone to break in your house. We don't want you to get into an accident. We don't want any of that type of stuff. It's all about but... having a
1: multi-layered approach to things, yeah. right? It's just like cyber cyber liability and like having good cyber practices, right? You need a multi-layered approach to things of security, whatever it may be. Has it
0: gotten has cyber cybersecurity like insurance gotten to like a
1: individual basis yet? Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That It's just its own standalone product now with a lot of companies. The I one, think that's important. The one that I specifically sell and I love does that that report and then they also include in it like for an organization. It makes it the policy no-brainer because they include cybersecurity awareness training, antivirus, they're monitoring your network 24-7. You can call their team of 70 security engineers that are monitoring your network at all times. You get access to uh, White hat hacker groups and stuff. So, uh, it's really sl- it's really slick. And for like the average policy is maybe fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars per year. You could literally if the, if it's a good enough size organization, your antivirus is costing you that much a year. So oh yeah, okay. it, it offsets it and it gives you the peace of mind um, to to work with that company. and That company is awesome. The the founder of the company actually. At 14, he worked on the NSA project at Microsoft and sold his first company to Microsoft at 15 yeah. and uh, went to start a, a company that protects websites. But um, I won't go into too much of the details of yeah. that, but it's, you know, it, it, there's, there's really cool uh, solutions coming out there. And that's, you know, there's what's called FinTech, um, financial technology, but there's also what's called InsureTech too. So there's a lot of technology that's being brought into insurance because of the way of doing business with insurance has always been like there's been these same forms for 100 plus years yeah very old school so that's that's where my agency is different is we we try to leverage the latest and greatest technology to be easy to do business with is our that's what we like to say so i think it's fascinating too because like
0: cyber and hacking and all that type of stuff really isn't it's starting to become a mainstream topic because we got like the gas pipeline that got hacked yep and like everyone's starting to be like oh my god like how how easy is it like is it is it really that easy
1: is it really that scary and the answer is yes
0: i mean it really is I as mean, long it's... as you have an
1: employee, those are usually your employees are usually <laughs> the weakest link yeah so.
0: it's just it i don't know I, I i'm a big i'm a big uh i guess researcher in cybersecurity and following everything that's going on in the world and i really think that the future is going to revolve around everyone having some sort of protection i mean you have to like as someone who knows who's gone through the ringer with that type of stuff, you aren't as secure as you think you are. Don't don't let your ego get in front of you. Like it's No. There's people who do this all day every day who can get into your accounts in a matter of seconds if they want to. Yep. I agree. And it's like that doesn't scare you. I don't know what does. I mean that's
1: that keeps that keeps a lot of people up at night. A lot of CEOs yeah. of companies or owners of companies up at night. Yep. So stressing. So what let's get into the backstory a little bit. Why insurance?
0: What what got you to dive into that world, especially, you know, it being one
1: that a lot of people don't succeed in, but you found a lot of success in it. Uh so, you know, I've worked in various industries throughout my life and I've always just kind of it just seems like I've always gravitated back to something either in insurance or technology. Um and you know i used to work I've, I've been in insurance for over four years i used to work for an all state owned subsidiary um i don't know if i should say this um <laughs> but uh yeah i was working i was working for this company and i i was such a top salesman I, I i left and i went and was doing consulting across multiple states with a local owned uh cyber not a cyber uh it they're called value added reseller so they resell like Hardware and software, pretty much anything IT related, they would sell. So I used to work for them for a while, and then I went back into insurance. I got rehired by that, that same company I'd worked for in the past, and you know I was always I was always a top performer, and uh, so that's why they took me back. But um, it got to the point where we the company just started pushing us to sell insurance policies um, that weren't even worth the paper they were written on, and I was losing sleep at night. And it got to a point where like for months straight, I was just sloughing work and just going biking and like calling in sick. I just wasn't being a good employee. And it's like, you know what, I can't keep doing this. I can actually do this better than them. And then that's how my agency was formed. So um, I was just tired of people uh, getting taken advantage of or, you know, uh, there's like this meme that's, that's out there that's like, uh, Oh yeah I bought my insur i called I called and got an insurance uh policy from a one eight hundred number and the other guy on the phone just was like, yeah let me let me sell you and then I'm never gonna freaking talk to you <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. so i I never wanted that to be an experience with my my clients and you know we're always accessible to to our clients and so that that's kind of the, the backstory of that, but kind of to um we'll leave it at that but there that that transitions into my marketing company too yes a bit, which so. I,
0: you did have a nice comment in chat. So good for you. The world needs more like you, and I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, let's dive into so from insurance agency
1: now getting into social media. Mm-hmm. So how has that been for you? It's been incredible. So let me kind of they kind of they're cohesive. They work together, right? So when I was opening my insurance agency back here in twenty nineteen. Um, I wanted a way to differentiate myself, so I took a look and was like, what do the top insurance agents do differently compared to everyone else, right? So the top insurance agents work with mortgage loan officers and real estate agents because they need home insurance to close their loans, so why not me? So I took a deeper look at that relationship and I was like, holy crap, this relationship is very one-sided. I've owned a marketing company. There's been a marketing company in my family since 2014 that sat dormant that I reactivated when I opened my insurance agency. And I, I, I went and I bought a program. I, I can't say that all my success is all me, but I've taken it definitely to a next level. I've had a lot of mentors in my life, like um, Stu Heineke. he's the Wall Street Journal cartoonist. Um, he created, he's, he's done two books, he's about to finish his third book. We reconnected here a couple weeks ago. He wrote the book, um, uh, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, and then his second book was Get the Meeting. And I just recently found out like four months ago That he put me in his thank you acknowledgements in his book, and I was just like blown away by that because what I used to do back in the day, and this will I can explain more of this later on in the conversation. But I'm really really good and well known for being a master email marketer. I would say I'm I'm at the mastery level of email marketing, and um, yeah, and how I got to be that way was when I was doing that IT consulting, right. IT executives and IT directors and IT professionals do not pick up the phone no matter how many times <laughs> you call. So I'd get really creative with email, right? And so um, there's some specific things with the email that I'm really good at. I'm really good at creating campaigns, but I'm really good at automating the process too to look, make it look like it's it's legitimately coming for me. Right. And it looks like I'm replying to the original message, but it's all automation. Which is which is very So handy. they think I'm pers- being persistent, but I'm really just, I'm just, working smarter, not uh, harder, right? right? And I used to set about 20 to 25 appointments a week by doing that, and that's how I would scale my Which for those of you who don't realize, business. that's a lot of meetings, So a very, that's a very strong number of meetings. So so going back to that, so like, I would say, so Stu Heinecke, there's a guy here locally in Utah, I would consider one of my mentors, we're gonna go to lunch here soon. Um, his name's Steve Rich, he owns R Marketing. He's one of 13 certified master grill marketers in the world. There's only 13 of him. Kind of his backstory was he was trained by Jay Conrad Levinson, the original guy that created grill marketing and uh, Jay was writing a second book before he, before he could finish it and end up passing away. So Jay, Jay's wife came to Steve and said, Hey, would you mind fin- helping me finish this book? And Steve was happy to be kind of the ghost writer to write the book. Um, and pretty much all the, the other 12 certified master grill and marketers, all of his students, you know, like as a way to get back to their, their master, they were able to write their own chapter in the, the second book. That's cool. But what actually happened is when the book got published, Steve Rich was picture was on there and his name and everything. So, and it became like a New York Times bestseller. He's the one that got interviewed <laughs> for it. Um, and then also I would say two other influential people in my life would be Louis Alleman in uh, Florida um that dude like I think I'm smart and then I talked to him and he's like dude like your 20 dollar lead I can get for 20 cents. Oh. I'm like dude teach me the ways <laughs> master right. please teach me. And then Nato Gallardo in uh in Texas um same he was Lewis's first uh Lewis was his first student. So I've just had really good mentors in my life um throughout my life but pretty much what I had done was I generated leads as a way to get back to the loan officers and get my foot in the door to build a relationship because you know, I always, I've kind of coined this term, you know, relationships are the greatest form of currency. I totally 100% believe that the the person with the most friends in life is gonna win. 200% agree. So uh, I wanted to be that type of guy. So I used to give leads out for free to loan officers to get my foot in the door, build a relationship, and then get their organic business because their referrals, I close at 80 plus percent when they refer me. So I'm like, well, if I come in here providing value that no other insurance agents doing, then i'm gonna get the business so it started off that way the first year I did it for free, but there were some firms that I made like fourteen and a half thousand dollars my first year, so I've taken it to the next level, so I was like, "How can I take this to the next level right and So now I I pretty much give my program to the loan officer and help them attract their ideal referral partner, which is real estate agents, right? So I've developed a program and processes and procedures to help uh, the the loan officers attract real estate agents and get their organic business. Just like I want their organic business that's 80 plus percent close rate, I I want to help them get that business back from the realtor because at the end of the day, guess what? When they get those referrals, they still trickles back down to me. So they pay me and they refer me. So, um, genius. Ton, tons of success stories. I took a brand new one officer here in Utah. Um, this was when I was first testing out my program. She took one of my strategies. She got 20 realtor referral partners in three weeks and they sent her five deals. So she paid me a $100 consulting fee for that. She made over 20 grand. Right. So I have tons of stories like that all across the country. Pretty much, I uh, use my email marketing. I can send out an email and I can get five appointments and pretty much I have a 100% close rate. If anyone sits with me, We're getting a deal, and I don't. So, like, it's just a no-brainer because there's all these marketing companies out there that you know they take the money from these loan officers and they don't get them results. So, but I actually help get results because that's that's where we are. I'm wearing this 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 uh, hoodie. It's you know TNT social media, where where uh, our, our slogan is ignite growth, and that's exactly what we do. We do it in a very fast fast manner, and we just have systems and processes. When we onboard a client, I teach them how to um, automate as much of the process of reaching out to the relative referral partners. Essentially, just clicking a button or going on LinkedIn, providing them a list, providing them with strategies. It's just about casting a wide net. So even if they send out 300 messages a day, all we're looking for is one percent yep. response. That's three meetings a day. Yeah, how fast can that scale your business? Yep. Pretty quickly with Huge. that many relative referral partners, because they say the average. Uh, relative referral partners worth over forty thousand dollars a year if you find the right ones, so I mean
0: just back to what I said about the insurance educating I mean, that's what you're doing you're educating and it's just so valuable i don't know and, and the relationships are the best currency i mean really if you if you are building good relationships with even if it's strategic partners like you' you're gonna you're gonna end up in a good place i mean it's just
1: i don't know. <laughs> If anyone's listening and you feel inspired you should you really um, should we're gonna get into some more stuff here so I've been looking forward to this for weeks so I'm, I'm glad that Wes invited me to join on here and we have a, ta- a lot more to talk about but yeah I've got all different types of systems and processes and you know just to kind of give you an idea we just to kind of be vulnerable with people I was actually looking at um, closing shop and going and working and working for another marketing company and then I just reached out to him recently and now we're white labeling their product. And I was like, not to be spiteful, but I reached out because I wanted someone on their team specifically dedicated to me the people that I talked to and interviewed with, but they didn't hire me. I was like, thank you so much for not hiring me. I'm like, last 30 days I built a six figure marketing agency and we're on pace within six months to be at anywhere between one and a half to $2 million in six months of just creating this program and scaling it and just having people in the wings to bring in to support us as we scale that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, you know, um, me as a person, um, like my, my, my plans with my organization is I want to do a lot of philanthropy. I have that that's just built into who I am and we'll get more into that later on when we discuss more spirituality and why that's, I feel like I've been awakened, right, and I've just always said that, I used to tell my little girlfriends back in the day when I was really little that I was going to make it big one day so that I could help heal, and help heal the world, um, is what I used to say, and then I also said, would tell them, and it would still pulls at the heartstrings of the gals that I date nowadays, but like, that I also wanted to, you know, find my little princess and be your prince charming, you know, and just, that melts their heart nowadays, but, but yeah, uh, it, it's an exciting journey. I'm I'm very I'm very pumped, and we're just adding more services as we go on. But we're just focusing on the bread and butter right now. But we have a lot of exciting stuff that we're going to be working on to help them scale even more with different areas that they're not very good at doing. So
0: right, because I, I I love hearing about that vision, because I you know I think at the end of the day, money can be
1: only so fulfilling, right? You can have all the money in the world, but yeah, it's funny because before I came here, I was listening to a song by uh, Joe Walsh. He's yeah. he wrote an al- album uh, called Analog Man. Um, he's the original guitarist from from the Eagles. He's married to Ringo Starr's sister. Really cool guy. He has a song that's called High Roller. So if you want a good song, go look that up. But he's like, "What's the point of like your your money can't keep you warm at night, right?" Yeah. So that just that just, it, that just it, brought that up. You know, you can have all the money in the world, but you could you'll you if you're alone, who? What you does can, it matter? Yeah. So yeah,
0: you can't. You can't have a stimulating conversation on Benjamin Franklin; he's dead. You know, it's funny you bring Benjamin Franklin to that because he
1: founded one of the original insurance companies. Yeah, so (laughs) its
0: just just—and—and I think I see that more and more with people who are. How do I put this lightly? People are on a higher level mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Because I always see they're like, "Yeah, the money's great. I wanted the money." Just money's me. just the tool the money's the tool the, the, the real fulfillment is when you can start giving back when you can start helping when you can start building that bigger picture of like like you said healing like it's just it I don't know that, that's why I do a podcast mm-hmm. it's I, I don't want all the clams in the world as one of our friends says I, I want to be able to take people out of if they're having a bad day and give them something they'll entertain them for an hour yeah, you know get that mindset just like just have something fun to do build a community of like my individuals who want to help each other and I think that that's I feel like that's better than any dollar
1: I my agree. you know I always I say this to all the you know I call them my team members or my soon-to-be employees but I tell them all the time like if I could like if I could make it big and I had to give all my money away just to you know Help people to help a bunch of people I would do it in an instant because that's just who I am yeah so I just see money as a tool and I need to be able to help myself before I'm able to help absolutely tons of other people absolutely. So and and I,
0: I feel like there's this weird thing when you start making a lot of wealth where individuals look at you and like spite almost or jealousy and the reality is like a lot of people when they start making a lot of money they they have good intentions. It's or just, they don't.
1: They let the ego, we call yeah. it, the ego get to their head and let that run rampant. I think, that,
0: I think the ego, though, is the vocal minority. I think a lot of people, when they make enough money to feel stable, where they don't have to stress about house bills or car bills or anything like that, I generally think they realize, like, oh, well, why am I not helping?
1: Yeah. Like, I just, like, now it just seems like I just go out somewhere and I'm like... So it's like take a girl on a date and I'm not stressed about like the money or I could buy something like that I want to reward myself for all these sales that I'm doing. Yeah. The way I look at it is like, I'm very good. I can just go out and create more money. Yeah. Because everyone, I'm just leveraging. Everyone has their own mastery. Somebody, you're a master of something. You're a master of something in your life. Just figure out what that is and figure out how you can make money doing it. Or if you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to, you know, provide Insights or my connections or I have tools and things that are outside my marketing company that um, Are helpful and maybe I can help you so I just love to help people. That's just who I am
0: You did have a question from a uh, call sign monk in Chen. He says, how do you
1: meet your mentors? so um, So Steve Steve rich actually reached out out to me specifically and asked me to come and join one of his he hosts like these Little get-togethers with these with these businesses, and we, you know, we do uh, we help one another like brainstorm, grill marketing ideas. and He teaches us all the best practices, and we only we're only allowed to give good ideas. We're only to give allowed to give. We call them green light ideas. We don't allow red light ideas. So um, that's how I met Steve. I met him through a bunch of networking groups. So networking groups. Um, you know, some of the mentors specifically in Florida, in Texas, I met them through a Facebook ad, a catchy Facebook ad, and um, honestly, it's just I, I I go out looking for people because, like I said, everyone's a master at something, and I just try to learn what I can from those masters and master it if I it's possible for me, or at least get it to a good a good foundation. I I it, I would I wouldn't say I would could get it to a mastery with everything, but Um, it's good to have those mentors in your life that you can kind of rely on, bounce ideas off of, or uh, if they've gone through different experiences, you can kind of learn from from their mistakes, right? Um, So, I would be,
0: I'd like to add a caveat to that. be very weary if you're actually actively looking for mentors to not get caught up in like the world of coaching. Yeah, I agree. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of fantastic people who sell their experiences coaching but it is such a flooded landscape right now where individuals
1: are charging a lot of money to basically tell you information that's free on the internet. Yeah, there I mean, you know, one of my mentors, who's actually your friend, Morgan McKell, and one of the sponsors of this of this uh this podcast, you know, we we always say this, you know, real recognizes real, right? Yeah, so sure. we we know like when these people that, you know You can see right through it. Yeah, it's like, there's like, for example, I just recently learned about this, this, this couple that ran these retreats for people to help them save their marriages. And then next thing you know, they ran this retreat. And then right after the retreat, they got divorced. Like, huh. it was kind yeah. of ironic. So it's like, <laughs> me, there's a lot of, uh, I, I would just like to say probably a lot of phonies out there that are yeah. just these people that, oh, yeah, I'm a life coach now. <laughs> There, well, how can you coach me if you don't even have your life in order, right? Is exactly. what I feel. Or what have you done to you know, have you ran a successful business sold it? Or are you running a successful business? Like are you on top of the game? Are you staying staying current with what's going on? Because things change so I, I look at it as a success or I look at a mentor as someone who
0: is willing to be vulnerable with you and tell you about their fails I think that that's super important because if,
1: I, I felt ninety nine percent I looked to fail ninety nine percent of the time and win one yep. percent of the time. If, that's the thing is and that's a whole I'm a different, professional failure.
0: That's a whole different discussion. People who are so afraid of failure, you're never gonna grow. Failure is a part of life, especially if you're doing things on your own terms. You're going to fail. But mm-hmm. it's how you it's how you rebound. You fail forward, you don't fail back. You take that experience and you bounce back. Some are harder than others. But it's just, it all comes back to mindset. Um, we do have a question from Staley Outdoors. Do you have a system of questions that you, ha- that you like to ask these mentors that you have found to get you, if they, <laughs> excuse me, that you have found to get the most of your experience with them? Uh,
1: I think uh-oh. that's very
0: uh, dependent on who you're talking to and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, it really depends on the subject matter. So, um, you know, I'm just, me personally, I'm just a lifelong learner. So if there's something that I want to learn about, I go find the best people that are highly recommended or um, you you look them up, you find a lot of good info on them. You can talk to previous people that have worked with them in the past, get their intake from them. I found that it's that that's the best way to do it. Is like if you want to learn something specifically about something, go find the like top ten experts and interview them. Yep. And the questions can vary, but because it depends on what you want to learn uh, from those mentors. And if it say for example um, the program that I bought, you know a lot of people would be like five grand. I'm like, dude, I made that last week. Yeah. So, like. That's it's, the thing. it's a different, it's a different mindset. Like you got, you gotta, it's, it's a lot of it's like, it's like Facebook and Google, like it's, it's, it's pay to play, right? So um, whatever it is you want to learn, go out, research the top people in those subjects. And then you kind of the questions, like I said, they vary from person to person, but like, I would ask stuff like, you know, what have you done recently? Who's someone that you've worked with, worked with recently that I can talk to? Um what results are you seeing in the current in current, today's current market or whatever it might be um, would be what I would do? So hopefully that was helpful. So. And, and
0: I would also we have to start educating the mindset shift of like programs being too expensive because let's be honest with each other, right? Let's say you wanted to go to traditional schooling, okay, okay. and go to university and get a degree. Mm-hmm. You're pumping what 40 to 80 grand if you're not going to go for something crazy Mm -hmm. okay or do you go and find an expert in whatever field you're passionate about and he's going to train you give you the experience the knowledge for five grand Mm -hmm. you take that every day you take that every day i think i personally hold the belief that we're going to move we're going to be shifting away from the typical university style of learning and it's going to be more tech schools pop-up
1: schools I agree. programs
0: like all that type of
1: thing because moving towards that's what I said I was like what's like the even point of like these universities why not go learn a trade yeah it's all it's coming kind of becoming a trade well yeah right? I mean and, and like for example even that's going to get outplaced though by automation and technology though it's mm, very scary some jobs that are going to be going away here in the next 10 to 20 years it's gonna be weird so yeah it's gonna it's be really weird Weird time so future, well, that's another subject yeah that's but,
0: another subject the future's uh, a little scary but
1: also very fascinating
0: i mean i, it, I think it's
1: exciting yeah so, it's gonna be uh, well, we'll that, that's just because of who my spiritual side is but that we'll talk about yeah here soon. Well,
0: <laughs> well we can dive into that so before we get into where you're at spiritually now let's go back to young key
1: let's go back to like let's say like right out of high school key oh can we go back further when i first got when i first pretty much became a salesman and i taught my cousin yes please let's start there sure so my first my first sales job ever (laughs) so i'm a part of a, a networking organization called bni and i just recently joined that and it's it's brought up some really interesting memories like my sales career started when me and my cousin. My dad is really well known for bowling. My dad's in the Hall of Fame in Utah and Ogden for bowling. Oh. Um, so he's pretty much ran every single bowling alley in Utah. But at one point, he ran the one up in Morgan called Parkside Lanes. And me and my cousin we used to we used to draw comic books with crayons for people when we were like probably I was probably six and he was probably five. Or We might have been older. I can't remember the exact age, but you'll get the you get the you get the meaning yeah. of it but like we used to draw these comic books and then we'd go and sell them to people for five bucks and then we'd actually Walk down the road to the like the I don't know like a thrift store almost like I, I don't even know if it's there anymore but uh, And we'd actually buy real comic books with that money. So that was <laughs> our first, first introduction to being hustlers and yeah doing I Sales it. was you know drawing comic books and selling them to people. So it was a lot of fun so uh, from there you know i just you know we're all in sales i'm just going to tell you that right now you're you're either you're either selling or being sold
0: yeah
1: always always so um you sold yourself even if you're not a salesman you sold yourself to the company that you got your job with right you had to sell yourself in that job interview yep so sales is everywhere yep. so you you have to if you don't know how to at least sell yourself not in a joking manner mm-hmm. you It's gonna be tough out there for you. I agree. Yeah, you know, people. What was that thing that Simon Sinek says? People don't buy what you what they don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Yeah. So they buy you a lot of the time. That's my company. They don't buy like for the longest time. Uh, I didn't have a website and I didn't like I don't have employees. It's just been me right now. I'm gonna start hiring employees and we're like I said we're gonna scale to two million dollars here in the next six months very rapidly and I've got people waiting in the wings to bring them on to help with that scaling. But uh, at the same time, um, you know, Morgan, I bring up Morgan McHale, um, one of the sponsors of this as well. Uh, he's like, "Dude, just go sell. Stop worrying about building your website and wo- your logo." And I'm like, "You know, you're, you're freaking right." So that's what I started doing. Our website's not even done. It's gonna be done this week. Um, we paid someone to do it. our logo. is paid off now, and we like our logo. That's as you can see here. Um, and instead of just focusing on that stuff, you just focus out and go and sell what we're doing, you know? Because people aren't buying my website. i are not buying my logo. They're buying me. Yeah. And what I what I bring to the table because the company was founded on helping the the little guy, the brand new uh, loan officer, be able to scale their business. Because I was tired of these other marketing companies out there selling them garbage leads yep. for thirty five dollars leads when I can generate those same leads for fifty cents. I so I love the mindset, and it's tough to.
0: A lot of people just get stuck in this like everything needs to be perfect before I start, mm-hmm. and the reality is, is there's no such thing as perfect. And let's look at some of the biggest businesses that are relevant today: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Google. Did they wait Apple. for Apple? Did they wait for their logo? Did they wait for their website to be perfect? No. You know what they did is they launched them, and they were kind of shit. Mm-hmm. and then they just revamped them mm-hmm. they kept revamping them go look at the first Instagram logo we look at it now and it's like oh that's what it was so clean and fresh now yeah don't wait for perfect to come because it's not going to come build to perfect it, it's you're going to do yourself an injustice if you're waiting for something to come to you mm-hmm. it's, you're going to wait forever
1: yeah it's like uh, that just brings up like I was in a clubhouse group chat and there was Elon Musk was in there and someone's like what advice would you give to like an entrepreneur that's like, needs encouragement? And he's just straight up said, don't start a business if you need encouragement. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's so true. Like it's you just got out there, you just gotta get out there and put the, your nose to the, the grindstone and go to work. Cause yeah. you know, people people buy me, they're, they're buying into me. At some point you do definitely need those because I'm starting to get those questions now, but like for the first 50 clients or whatever, just go out there and make money yeah that's how you're gonna grow your company so it's okay like, it's like you're you're creating
0: confidence too that's the big thing that is tough for a lot of ind- individuals is like going into your first meetings going into your first sales going into all that stuff is very nerve-wracking but close a dozen see how you feel then then it just turns into it just gets easier and easier yeah it just turns into life like you just get good like I know that's a meme. Get good, like get but good, yeah. You really do, like you just. It, it's like anything in life. If you go work out five times a week, are you going to be buff in a month? No. Are you going to be buff in six months? No. But you're going to see progress. Are you're going to see buff? increment.
1: It's just incremental. Yeah. Just having that in mindset of this is just you know we're building up, and at some point you're just gonna yeah it's just gonna go. I, I know, think
0: I think a lot of people, especially in America today with how everything is instant, right? Like we get those dopamine, yeah,
1: instant gratification, right? We get
0: that dopamine really quick on the cell phone and like everything, like we could order DoorDash right now and have food in 30 minutes from our favorite restaurant, like Mm -hmm. all, everything is instant now. Mm -hmm. But then when we start looking at bigger pictures of like our longevity, our health, our finances, that shit doesn't happen overnight
1: to work at it. You yeah. have to work at it. It's well, the
0: small steps every day.
1: And my dad had always taught me this lesson. Like he said, Keaton, like owning a business or just any anything that's worth anything requires hard work. He said, anything that was e- if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yep. So, hundred percent. If if anything's easy, everyone's already doing it. Mm-hmm. If it, if it's hard, guess what? They ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. They're outsourcing it. Yep. <laughs> so. To someone that's willing to do it that yep. knows how to do it, yep. It's just it's really that simple, it, it honestly, it really is. When you look at it,
0: just I don't know, write it down, it makes sense. Um, I got my dopamine fixed by buying plants,
1: yeah. Well, plants are cool, plants are cool. I just put one in my office, so I appreciate do? the plant. It was actually from the get my friend who's a marketer, it's funny. Um, he he sent me a like a I don't know anyone who does it anymore, but he sent me like a kid. Since I bought a website and bought my logo from him, he sent me like a bunch of snacks, oh. a mug, a, like a little uh, stuff. He's his company's Rebel Aid Marketing, he does websites and a bunch of other stuff. But like, yeah, he sent me like a gift basket. I was like, Oh, that's so cool! And there's this like little fake plastic plant. I'm like, and one of my like, if you haven't heard of it, like, uh, I bought someone recently, go look up Zombie Plant on uh, yep, on, on, on Amazon, formats. yeah. Yeah, you literally can like touch them and they'll it dies and then it like a minute later it grows back. It's really cool. Uh, B Burton Chats, with my wife, and uh, we're super into plants.
0: Like, how many are you up to now? She just bought some today. I think we're at like fifty-eight house plants uh-huh. or something like that. And it's, it's just, just there's also man. a weird world of uh, lots of money to be made in the plants. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. We went out to sidetrack. Sorry, guys. We went out to Orem, Utah. Mm-hmm. And they had a what's called a variegated monstera, which is a monstera is like a Swiss cheese plant for the more popular term, but it has like white in it. Take a guess how much they were selling? Just like a cutting of it, so it was just like two leaves that were growing that were rooted.
1: Thousand bucks,
0: like twenty three hundred. Holy
1: crap! <laughs> I think Give me that plant. I'll sell it. I'll market it. Right, <laughs> like. I had no
0: idea the world of uh, exotic house plants was booming <laughs> about 40 days. So Man, screw Bitcoin. I'm buying that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're throwing the money at the plants. <laughs> um, so back to, back to growing up here in Utah, right, mm-hmm. um, which will lead to spirituality talk. There's a prominent faith here in Utah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, LDS. I talk a lot about it here, pros, cons people coming on and tell their positive stories, people coming on and telling their negative stories, um, and where they, lead, where, where they are at in their lives with it. Um, so I'm curious with you, you grew up here in
1: Utah, mm-hmm. a part of LDS, but not really super active or anything like that. I mean, I was for the first, like, 15 years of my life. My dad's been, like, the father figure. That's how my parents met. My dad served his mission in Alaska. Oh, awesome. Um, so that's how he met my mom. So, but, like... As a like, I'm the second youngest of six, right? And um, I just haven't really been active. I, I'm not like a huge fan of like organized religion. I'm, i I definitely like I when I do go to church, I go to a non-denominational church because I don't really like organized religion. But I've also become a lot more like um, spiritual in nature within like the last like couple of months. I would say it's been quite the transformation. This and I've just been on fire, and we'll we'll get more into that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, um. I, 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 the church does a lot of good things. Yes. The, the thing that I will say about the church, and I think this has been said on this podcast before, you know, I like, I like the, the principles of almost any religion, right? Like, I think there's a lot of good in a lot of re- religion. Um, and the, 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 problem stems down to people, right? The, the, the church and the religions are, are perfect. But the people in them are not, right? So that's that's where the problem lies. I feel like is in the people. I um, agree, 100%. and I just I just I just want to love everyone. That's who I am. You know, let's yeah. just love each other. Like if like if we were to take all religion away and say we just live by the Ten Commandments, you know how awesome of a world so this life would be? would be great. Life so, would be great
0: because I mean, at the core of it, like I agree with you. The core of most religions is fantastic the lessons that are taught, the, the, principles. the principles, they're all great. You know, be kind, be a good person. Don't like, it, it's very don't kill, simple. Don't kill, don't yeah. come with that neighbor's wife. You yeah, know. don't, don't, it's very simple ideas that would be so prominent. But the problem is, is somewhere it gets lost in translation with individuals. Yep. And here in Utah, we live in such a weird climate where it's, I I like to think that it's still vocal minority that puts a bad name on the church.
1: Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's tough. There's just yeah. There's like, a lot of hate in this state for things that are that's a, like, I'll always reiterate this like um you know, the church is perfect, the people are not. The church is a hospital for sinners. Yeah. That, I'll leave it at that. I, yeah, I'm not really active in that religion, but that's why I'll just leave it at that. That's yeah. my beliefs. So I like that. Yeah.
0: So let's High school, you 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 kind of stopped around 15. I imagine you graduated high school.
1: Did you do college at all? I'm um, about three classes away from my bachelor's degree in oh, nice. information technology management. So, um, yeah, back in high school, I used to run both the business clubs at the same time. I started the high school bowling club, you know. I was put in the yearbook most likely to be a millionaire and I didn't start to realize that that was even going to be a thing, but I've just been awakened to it within since 3 04. I was working a, a job, I, I, I want to do some consulting and working for this company and they end up letting me go here 3 04. and they're like right around the corner from my office it was this really cool uh, tech startup. They're making watches that automatically detect people's glucose levels. So people with diabetes,
0: Oh, uh, very gosh. revolutionary
1: technology, like nothing like this though. They had have oh. a lot of patents that it, it was about to be launched. And I was working at night there because they would let me work on business and things like that. Cause, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I hit rock bottom cause of COVID my, my companies almost both of them almost went under. Um, I was about to shut down, go work for that marketing company, or just get a day job. My mom's like, no, you're not doing that. You're my last hope for retirement. (laughs) So she actually had access to her 401k, um, and she said, I can take money out without any penalties. And I'm only taking maybe $1,000 from her, and I just, something ignited in me. I've just been learning all about myself. Um, You know, I've been on a very spiritual journey. I'm even wearing like a crystal. And then I've learned, like, I have a painting of a shark in my office. It's an original painting from an artist. and. Uh, what the sharks, I've just always been attracted to the sharks or have been my spirit guide. Uh, I've got a hippo painting, paintings of the universe in my office. You know, I've just, I've just been on a really interesting spiritual journey. Um, I've learned that I'm a star seed. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, no, with the term, what it is. It. So like I, they're, they're, they're pretty much what a star seed is. They've been like reincarnated. Like you believe in reincarnation, um, there are people that have been reincarnated from other planets that are on this earth. So specifically with me, the star seed that I am, because there's people from different planets was what's referred to as an arcturian. So it's, I, I talk about all this stuff. I didn't even realize that I was this, but like an arcturian is like a person that comes, there's, I'm gonna get into a controversial subject here but like Alex Jones he talks about the reptilian people that yeah. are here lowering our frequency and they're in our government they're all over so like it just says like I'm, I'm, I'm here I'm, I'm meant to heal this earth like I keep talking about it. I've come here to do a lot, a lot of philanthropic things but um, there's like these there's books and crazy things about this but I'm just meant to you know help people that's just who I am um, but yeah like I've met a lot of really spiritual people. I try to sound surround myself with them because there's, you know, I and I was the, like the biggest biggest uh, skeptic of all time, like all oh, that hokey pokey stuff, you yeah. know, like people always say like, but I mean, when I see like my, I call them my Zen masters, there's they're some of them that, one of them that I work specifically, there's only 13 of her in the whole world that does what she does. Um, she just became certified and she's one of 13 in the whole world. Wow. When I see that she's like, yeah, her hus, she lets her husband do whatever she wants. We're fine. I, I've made twenty grand this month. You can do what you enjoy most. Like it's crazy. Like manifestation. Like yeah, just angel numbers. If you want to get into that, like I just started seeing angel numbers eight eight eight, which you can look that angel up. Um, most recently angel three three for me, um, which just means I'm in alignment and pretty much whatever I can do, I can manifest. And it's it's crazy because it's it's happening. Right. Um, and, you know, with the marketing company, we're just it, – it's just been a, an incredible journey. And I just got to pay respect to, you know, um, my spiritual side and, like, who I am and my spirit guides. And it's just all about respect, so.
0: Yeah, I I don't know a lot of the – in this realm, not super Neither do I. And,
1: you know, I, like I said, I just started. So, is it, and I've already learned this much about myself.
0: Was there a moment – to figure out a good way to word this. What was the moment that clicked for you where like okay maybe there's more to this to this world that maybe I just didn't realize without, you know,
1: getting too Oof, uh into things. I pretty much just wanna hit rock bottom, you know, and I was like like I try to like trying to figure out who I am, right? Like so I like I don't I don't know how to explain it other than that like I was just really interested in finding out who I am. Um, so you just kind of let yourself. I just open myself up to the possibilities and, yeah. and not be like, oh, this is hokey pokey. not
0: Open your mind. Don't be close-minded.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Uh, you have a question? Do you recommend any books on manifestation? I'm super interested. A friend and I were just talking about this. Manifestation is an interesting thing. Um, I had a conversation on a couple podcasts ago about manifestation, and I – manifestation is a weird one for me because I I look at manifestation as a way to – I don't know how to say it. I see sometimes people discrediting their hard work and saying it's manifestation. And that bums me out because I think that the individuals just want to give credit to something – because they don't want to give credit to
1: themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Hard work and manifestation. For me, right, I've noticed that a few times. Because
0: I think the conversation we had, which probably wasn't a good example from the person I was talking with, was like, if you manifest, like, meeting someone, then, like, it's just going to happen. Like, the world will make it happen. And I personally, and maybe it's just lack of experience or closed-mindedness, I don't think that that exists. Mm-hmm. But do I think that if you wake up every day with a certain mindset, that you're gonna be able to manifest that into something? Of course, Yeah. of course. I think that you, if you have a strong mindset and if your mindset is working on trying to manifest your business blowing up or healthy weight loss or happiness or whatever that is, mm-hmm. it's going
1: to happen over time because you're thinking about it. So you're going to make steps towards it. Well, it's, it's putting that thought, taking that thought putting into action right like i did 75 hard i recently did that i lost i've lost 43 pounds yeah and you just kind fantastic. of catapulted from there but specific to your question on any books on manifestation i don't like i said i'm very new to this it's very new i mean stuff i different thing i gravitate towards different things like um Right now, I'm reading Graham Hancock, Supernatural. I recently went to Colorado, and um, I've gotten some books. I've just been really fascinated with Stonehenge Yeah, and Stonehenge learning about Stonehenge. Strange. Um, I mean, there's tons of books out there. Like, I would just go and look up books and see what, gravitate, what you gravitate towards is what I would recommend specifically, but I don't have a book specific on manifestation that I read or that I could recommend specifically, so...
0: In our chat we have a couple comments
1: here. It's the dating mantra, don't worry the right one will come along. Um that's funny you bring that up cuz I literally just came from a date today. So I've been on this spiritual journey and um you know, I I've been really like I've been really lonely. It's been hard to find, I, because I'm an entrepreneur, it's hard to, hard to make time or, well, not even necessarily to make time, but find someone that understands your lifestyle, that's willing to support you because I work crazy hours, right, sometimes. Sometimes, like, this week, I slept in my office. I had an inflatable in my office and I've been sleeping in my <laughs> office yeah. just because I'm working on things that come to my mind that I'm manifesting and that are just game changers across the country where I can actually help more people. And um, it's funny because... Um, I've been looking for this this person I just went on a date with today, and it's funny because part of doing my marketing company, I did a social media boot camp for real estate agents, and I, I teach them to open their privacy settings so that when they post stuff on social media, their stuff gets seen by people outside of their friends list, right, so more, there's more exposure for them. Yeah. And doing that, this, this gal that I had dated years and years ago um, she's been searching for me for like the last 2 years and she was able to find me cuz i opened up my privacy settings so i'm like there's no way like like she she's she's been looking for me for the last couple of years and that, and she's she knows my name she just couldn't remember my last name and couldn't find me um, but i opened my privacy settings and now she's able to find me and you know we've kind of experienced similar i would say like trauma in life and you know we're just we're healing together and you know, um, it's just it's just really interesting to see see things come together in that regard with you know um, relationships with me because the last time I talked to this guy was when I but like one of my first jobs when I was working at Target you know doing really, <laughs> real, like and I was dating this girl and I'll never forget her um, so this it's it's really funny but like I just had police show up on my this was when I was like back living home with my parents. And we had the police show up on our doorstep. She had run, she was 16 and she had ran away from home and she's been gone this entire time. She just barely moved back to Utah in the last two years and has been looking for me since she's moved back. She's kind of living like that nomad lifestyle. She's been divorced. She has three kids now. Um, And we just reconnected. So I'm just, I'm like, wait, like you're, you're that gal that like, that I dated, that we were together and I would talk sweet to, you know, and we would we were so in love with each other because we were so little at the time, right? And then all of a sudden you just disappeared. You ran away from home and I haven't seen you for, it's been 13 years since we last talked and now wow. we're reconnecting. And it's because of what I did with my marketing company and that I was putting that out in the universe that I, need, I wanted this partner in my life and now I have this partner that I'm building this relationship with, so.
0: I really think too, with dating in particular, um, I don't know if it's specific here in Utah or if it's in general, but I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we go date, right? We go and like, there's always expectations on both sides of the plate, whether it's, you know, long-term, short-term, for fun, for, you know, friendship, for whatever it is. There's always these expe- expectations. Mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of the time, dating leads to either failed relationships or failed dates or just nothing happens from it I really think that if you're looking for individuals um, depending on your situation of course just go have fun I'm not saying like go like have fun in like a winky tone I mean go have fun like just go be friends with individuals go put yourself out there in situations where you can go and like. Have fun activities like go yeah. whatever you're into. Go find somewhere where that's publicly done if you can.
1: That's what I did recently. I, before I met this guy, I was going on these dates and I was like, you know, even if I get like, even if I'm like, I don't feel like the connection with this person, you know, this is, they can peek into my world and we'll see if we make it. Yeah. I still had fun. Yeah. Even if I paid for it, you know, like going down to the Gateway, checking out the Urban Art Gallery, going to Rocket Fizz, yeah. going to the Planetarium. And then, Great time. And then going to Dreamscapes. I don't know if you've ever been there where that place is really going sick. Going this Sunday. Yeah. It's sick. So
0: I, I really think that when you take away the expectations, right? Because you have to also think there's no such thing as a perfect partner. There isn't. There's things that you have to compromise with. There's things that they're going to look at you and be like, wish that you did different. But it's all about coexisting and compromising. And I, people look at compromising as this negative thing. It's not. It's really not. If you really want a partner, it's part of having a partner. No one's perfect. You have to work with each other. You have to have similar goals. You have to be able to grow with each other into, and we're all still trying to figure it out. Just because we're adults doesn't mean we have anything figured out. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone who tells you they have it figured out are lying. They're lying through their teeth. Like, it never, it never gets easier. Now oh, stop um but uh (laughs) it's it doesn't come quick too i've been in i don't know six or seven failed relationships i've I've dated divorced
1: twice yeah
0: i've dated tons and tons like it but now i'm with someone that i know is it's the life it would be my life and i'm very happy and it's just It comes with time. It comes with learning those things. It comes, like, I'm similar with you. You sound like this could be something that is super long-term. Like, when it happens, it truly does just make sense. You just see it, and you're like, oh, wow, this is, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. But dating
1: is a weird one. I think that people... It's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. Like I said, I go back to what my dad taught me. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? (laughs) right? Right, right. So
0: can see borrow that blow-up mattress sounds like he needs it (laughs)
1: god damn it
0: funny funny um what do you think okay let's talk about i want to finish off on this subject like and please if you guys liked having Keaton here let us know in the comments either individuals who are live or listening to this later because sure you would like to come back if if people want you back and i'd love to have you back what's your future looking like what what are you currently manifesting in your head that you want to see in the next you know six months to a year? I know that a lot of entrepreneurs it's hard to
1: look too far because it's always an ever changing landscape. It's all about pivoting, right? So, right. Um, specifically for me, I'd like to just hire all these people that are waiting on the sideline because I just want to build this awesome team, this awesome work culture where you know we 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 give like we we pay a lot to our employees, we take care of them in PTO, they get a massage membership, you know. Um, they just get a lot of perks, health, dental, vision. I just want to create a an awesome company that all my employees love to come to work. Um, they're just all happy. Um, that's where I see me myself in six months. And then from there, you know, I, I, uh, I'm looking in, buy, into buying a tiny home. <laughs> dude uh, i'm about it i'm I all about it. that tiny home life right now like i really kind of want a tiny home but i also kind of want to like um build a bunch of uh like everywhere i do business i would have built like a tiny home in that state do tiny and homes. then go 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 visit there and then when i'm not there airbnb it or something or just straight up build tiny home communities and rent them out to people because rent's insane yeah and i have a connection where we could just buy the kits for the tiny homes and my friend could do all the cabinetry and stuff and we can we would partner up and we could cut a ton of the cost out and make pay them off either instantly or with like in the first year and just be gravy from there.
0: Have you seen the three D printing tiny homes now too? Uh uh-uh, uh no. Oh no. my god.
1: That I saw like
0: a time lapse of them legit having this ginormous three D printer and it's printing a house. Like i don't know if you guys don't realize
1: we are in the future now like there's shit going on that i'm like dude we, this was that's in sci-fi arch-
0: movies in the 80s <laughs> I,
1: that's i mean there's that who i said i am um that ancient like extraterrestrial race that's meant to stop all these stupid lizard people that are here because they're lowering our vibrational frequency <laughs> um that's what they're very well known for is uh, that's why I'm probably so drawn to technology like they like to use technology to heal the world and I'm like what do perfect what right now we need fucking places to live we need freaking places to live because there's no freaking homes and know? if you guys rent's too, the rent I don't know if you've seen that video on YouTube the rent is too damn high party yeah, <laughs> so, the rent is too damn high the rent is too damn high if you
0: guys want to look into something super interesting about when he talks about lowering the frequency this is actually something that has been tested now. Whether or not it's lizard people, you know that's a different, <laughs> that, that's a different. That's just something funny. Yeah, that's something funny. And that there is theories. There's people out there who theorize about that, but that's all different. That's all different. Podcast and subject. Yes. But if you want to dig into a little side conspiracy that kind of revolves around that, look into MK Ultra, and they do. They were testing frequency and vibrations on humans
1: and seeing the effects that it can cause and uh
0: my got it's scary
1: oh yeah we we i have better if you want me back on we'll talk about shoe shoespiracy we'll talk about sea seaspiracy we'll talk about all the conspiracies i love conspiracy talk so i am so oh i love conspiracy talk because like
0: do i believe in every conspiracy of course not <laughs> but the fact that there's theories out there that are it's interesting, just interesting some
1: of the, it's really interesting but like what, what do you mean by sea seaspiracy like the overfishing stuff yeah, yeah, they're killing my spirit guide. It's yeah. pissing
0: me off. Yeah, the I had uh an individual reach out to me. Shout out to uh it's Tyler Taylor, sorry, I don't have your name on my top of my
1: head. I'll yeah, I'll come back and talk about. I just see some of the comments here. I'll, I'll gladly come back and talk about spiritual things. I'll even i bust out my Zen Keaton, uh poncho and wear it. Oh yeah, I saw the I saw so, the poncho from Colorado the- my little poncho, and we'll we'll get Zenny in here. Um, I uh, she has sent
0: me a bunch of information about the sea conspiracy. Well, it's not even conspiracy anymore.
1: It's just fact of the overfishing like it's actually a big deal and And the microplastics yeah let's not even go there the microplastics oh all the fish we're eating are full of microplastics yep i mean we're killing me and my cousin have an inside joke there's uh, that's that's plastic (laughs) we have like an inside joke where we just always say it's plastic that's too much plastic it's too much plastic that's plastic that's plastic everything's plastic everything's
0: plastic there's that rice thing right where like there's plastic and like white rice and shit oh you ruined rice for me now (laughs) um yeah it's i don't know i i've always been fascinated in spirituality because well fascinated spirit spirituality religion all that type of stuff because it's a part of my life that's never existed Mm -hmm. I never had a religion. I was never spiritual. So when I get to discuss with individuals who have either been on that journey for a long time or who are just starting that journey, it's interesting to
1: me. Don't just start off with like ayahuasca or anything like that. No. Um, Or even peyote. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Because you could do that. Technically, you can do that legally here in Utah, but we won't go into that. But... (laughs) that's a different podcast too (laughs) because you can buy membership into those organizations and do it legally here in utah because that's protected religiously but yeah yeah that's i
0: mean i will personally without keaton having a part of this um there are substances that you can take on this planet that are naturally occurring sacred medicine sacred medicine and uh there's a lot of studies around specific ones right now um, as well that are cures for, well, preventatives for PTSD, depression, anxiety, all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're illegal
1: for some reason. Um, That's all, you follow the money. It's yeah. all about money. And I. Uh, it's more, they make more money to fight it than they do. Yeah, to... they make more money creating a pill. The pharmacy, like, this is a whole different subject, but they make more money. Uh, Trying to, like, help it than to cure it. It's the good people versus the bad people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bad people are all about the money. All yeah, about... it's all about... Just follow the money, you'll find... Yeah. You'll, you'll be sick. But I... Uh,
0: there There's specific ones that you can take that have shown potential of boosting your spirituality. And uh, if those are topics that you would like... To, that the chat would like to get into or the comment section would like to get into be more than happy to do that at some point. But uh be safe and don't do anything dumb. Um yes, there's a lot of stuff out there that is very fascinating and a lot of stuff that can open you up to new things.
1: But uh be safe is the big thing. <laughs> Extra yeah. Yeah. It, you want to learn more about those 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 reptilian creatures? Go watch Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Joe Rogan <laughs> and learn about the mushroom religion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I love that guy that he's had on the, the dude who had uh, his whole career is around fungus. Uh huh. I forget his name, and just hearing his stories and I like the Graham Hancock came on there too. Graham Hancock is the goat oh, man. He's the goat. All of his research, he fascinates me a lot because he was. I don't think I can't remember if he was outspoken atheist or he just didn't believe in God. Did
1: mushrooms and now he isn't he Muslim now? I'm not sure. I just barely learned about him. I'm reading his book though, and it's really fascinating. Yeah. So and I know he's been he was interviewed on Ancient Aliens. Yeah, Graham Hancock so. is uh, fascinating. The other fascinating
0: part is he's really he has his hands in the. I forget that underground civilization that they dug up that's a whole thing if you want to get into it that blows my mind that if they can prove what that is that could mean that there was potential civilizations like thousands of years before what we thought
1: i love joe rogan but i think he's a sellout <laughs> yeah unfortunately but you know when you're offered that much money you know i saw this guy do you know do you watch much twitch no, not I used to, but more like for like gaming back in the day when I did gaming. I just don't have time for gaming anymore or yeah. magic cards. I would watch professional magic players play yeah. magic and stuff, but
0: there's a guy on here who's arguably the most popular streamer, if not one of the most popular, named Tim the Tapman. And uh he got asked about the Joe Rogan being a sellout thing. And his response was exactly how I thought most people would say. He's like, it's a hundred million. I would suck Spotify's dick for a hundred million.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like okay, that I, that money though, I would take that money and I would help people, but like, it really depends on what he does with the money, in yeah. my opinion. Like, and I, I, I think that people, do I
0: think he's a sellout? I'm like fifty fifty. I if I if it gets proven that he's catering content because of Spotify, then yeah. Because that's what we wanted, right? We wanted Joe Rogan to leave YouTube so he wasn't tied down.
1: Oh well, yeah, you never know when he... At any point, they could censor him, too. Yeah. So, that's a problem, too, in itself. We could all talk about censorship, too. Censorship is the worst thing.
0: I don't like censorship. It's fucking... No such thing as free speech. Yeah, there Sorry. isn't. There isn't. Free speech doesn't We're actually... to the communist China. <laughs> free speech doesn't actually exist. We like to think it does, but... Yeah, it doesn't. Well, we're at an hour and 20. Let's wrap it up. Take the floor. Close out on anything you'd like. Please plug your business sites, your social medias, where people can follow you, anything.
1: Okay, first things first. Shout out to Koa. I miss you, Koa. We need to hang out, Koa. Um, <laughs> so, I hope we were going to tag Koa in this. Koa worked for Monarch Social. I just met him in... Wow. I just want to hang out with Koa a lot now, and we can just hang out and pick each other's brains because we're both masters at our own craft and key facets to both of the different organizations that we work for. So, um, yeah, just shout out to him. Um, you can reach out to me uh, at scadden, which is S C A D D E N I N S dot com. That's my website. That also has my number on there, as well as you can just type in Scadden Insurance Agency, so S-C-A-D-D-E-N insurance agency on uh, Facebook. Uh, soon to come uh, tntsocialmedia.com, tnt If that's literally what it is, just tnt social Uh feel free to reach out there. Um, you can find me, you can find me online, it's just Keaton Scadden, so K-E-A-T-O-N-S-C-A-D-D-E-N on Facebook. Um, feel free to also reach out to me at 801 564 2159. That's my cell phone number. And then my emails are just uh, KSCADDEN, so the letter K and then S C A D D E N at scaddenins.com or the same thing, KSCADDEN at TNTSocialMedia.com. And uh, we're more than happy to help uh, if we can. I even have some cool marketing tools. If you have anything outside the real estate and mortgage industry, because that's the industry we focus on in my marketing company, I have a really cool tool that will take any video content you create for like YouTube. I can pull in all the Google Analytics and it puts all the appropriate tags and it makes your video instantly rank number one on YouTube. So, Wow.
0: For those of you who are on YouTube like me,
1: that is a that is a service and a half right there. Wow. It might not be fast because of I, it's just me, but at some point I will help you. I'm helping a couple of local artists that have made some music videos, um, and I just love helping people, helping business owners, and just getting your getting your whatever your master out and whatever message you want to put out into the world. If I can help you do that, that's my life mission. So, I mean, that's much respect to you.
0: I appreciate you coming and doing this show. I appreciate you giving all the advice that you did and having such a, I don't know, man, You, you I don't know if you realize the impact that you're having, but you got a good heart. I'm sure everyone here would agree and everyone who listens will agree and are super excited to see you flourish as time goes on. And, you know, congratulations to all the successes. And I hope that there's thousands more coming. Um, everyone listening, go check it out. He might even be able to help you with some of the services if not make sure to follow or reach out he's a great guy to talk to he'll pump you up in your chat if you need in your messages if you need he just he's on top of it um, coming up for top shelfers next week is an open week um, meaning Friday we'll have a podcast but my guest is tentative at the moment um, all the social media is always linked below so you can go follow me for what's coming up next. Shadowlands of Utah will be filming starting in June. Um, for those of you who are excited for that to give an update. And then uh, I will be going back to the typical gaming streams starting on Monday again. And then there will be announcements for a couple new games coming up for the game stream. So hope everyone's happy for that. and. Uh, Our sponsors again, Monarch Social, Dark Prime Collectibles, and Happiest. I appreciate you guys. Everyone, take care, have a good evening, and I will see you on the next one.